Today we celebrate the feast of the dedication of St. John Lateran in Rome. It is the oldest and the most maybe important, highest ranking church in Rome of all the four basilicas, the basilica, which is, as you know, St. John Lateran, Our Lady, dedicated to church dedicated to Our Lady, St. Mary Major, which is the, the key church of, under the title of Our Lady, St. Paul's outside Rome, and then St. Peter's, although we think St. Peter's is usually the most important, but actually it's St. John Lateran, because it is the uh, cathedral of the church in Rome, but not only is the cathedral, but it's also like a mother had church of all the churches. So it has a powerful, you know, symbolic significance as well, and not only symbolic, but also, as you know, and we know that the Bishop of Rome is also the Bishop of all the church, so it's a Pope. So that's why celebrating honor this dedication is something special for us. Now, the, we go back to its history. Uh, it is the oldest church. In the West, it was first built after the Edict of Milan, as you know, the first Christian emperor, Constantine, issued an edict in 313, a very important date, because that date gave Christians the freedom to practice their faith. So that was the date from 313 on. So Christians no longer were afraid of being persecuted, but they could actually practice openly. And it was through the instrumentality of, of the uh, Emperor Constantine that in, in 324, the basilica was built. And, and not only was it built, but it was dedicated in 324 by Pope Sylvester and became truly the, the, uh, the Archbasilica, Arch the great church. And, and it remained that way until where all the, not only the, the, uh, the Christians were baptized, almost all the Christians were becoming Christians at, on Easter were baptized at, at uh, St. Saint, Saint Basilica, the, uh, the Basilica of St. John Lateran. But the original name that was given by Pope Sylvester was Church of Our Savior. But because there were so many Baptists going on, it acquired additional title by sixth century as being not only Basilica of, of, of Christ's Savior, the Holy Savior, but also of St. John the Baptist, and they added St. John Evangelist. So it, it acquired three names, and it is known today as St. John, John's Basilica, St. John of Lateran, because of both St. John the Baptist and Evangelist. Now, the, the, there's more here. Uh, why would we honor a place? Why would we honor a place? Why would we honor a building? But in fact, it isn't a building that we honor. It, what we are honoring is the ecclesia, the gathering of people, the ones that Jesus has redeemed. He gathered them into holy people, uh, priestly people, God's holy people. He gathered them together, and, and he is 
our head, we're the members. So the, the stones, the beautiful stones, the beautiful structure was built is symbolic of that who we are. The, the stones that form into this beautiful basilica, we speak of us as being the living stones forming the beautiful basilica, God's temple, holy temple. And this is where St. Paul would say, realize that you are the holy temple. You are the, the place where God dwells, where the Holy Spirit resides. You're the one who in your heart, in your soul, is the very seat, the very place where God resides. And this is if we were to draw these conclusions, if this is the temple, then I have to take care of this temple. I have to take care. In the, in the word, in the, uh, today's reading from the Office of Readings by Caesarius of Arles, he spoke quite a bit about that. You know, and, and, and he says, he says to us, when Christ came, he banished the devil from our hearts in order to build in them a temple for himself. Let us therefore do what we can with his help so that our evil deeds will not deface the temple. For whoever does evil does injury to Christ. As I said earlier, before Christ redeemed us, we were the house of the devil, but afterwards we merited the privilege of being the house of God. God himself, in his loving mercy, so fit to make of us his own home. So he says, my fellow Christians, he says, do, do we wish to celebrate joyful the birth of this temple? Then let us not destroy the living temples of God in ourselves by works of evil. I shall speak clearly so that all can understand. Whenever we come to church, we must prepare our hearts to be as beautiful as we expect this church to be. Do you wish to find this basilica immaculately clean? Then do not soil your soul with the filth of sins. Do you wish this basilica to be full of light? God too wishes that your soul be not in darkness, but that the light of good works shine in us, so that we, so that he who dwells in the heavens will be glorified. Just as you enter this church building, so God wishes to enter into your soul. For he promised, I shall live in them, and I shall walk the corridors of their hearts. It is a kind of great invitation by this early church father, wants us to make sure that we not only have the external temple built of stones, beautiful, but our hearts will be beautifully formed, cleansed, and be always ready to honor and worship our God. But for St. Paul, and, and also for St. Peter, we know what they desire. St. Paul, uh, you know, St. Paul says, God does not dwell only in structures made by human hands in homes of wood and stone, but rather he dwells principally in a soul made according to his own image and fashioned by his own hand. Therefore, St. Paul says to us, the temple of God is holy and you are the temple. And St. Peter says, strip away anything which is vicious, anything deceitful, pretend, pretenses, jealousies, and disparaging remarks of any kind. Why? Because you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people he claims for his own to proclaim the glorious works of the one who called you from darkness into his marvelous light. 
because once you were no people, but now you are God's people. Once there is no mercy for you, but now you have found mercy. So beloved, you are strangers and in exile, hence I urge you not to indulge your carnal desires. By their nature, they wage war on the soul, but you be faithful to God. So those are the instructions that we receive. But if we were to look at the readings a little bit, what is that temple? What is this ecclesia? What is this place where God dwells? What is this place where we have received all the gifts? Because we have received the gifts of baptism. We have to give, receive the gift of God's word, instructions, revelation. We have received sacraments, Eucharist, confession. We gather for every major important moment in our life, baptism, birth, marriage. Uh, we gather here. We gather here for nations. We gather here to, to honor each week the Lord our God and also receive the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ. This is where it is. Sometimes people today say, well, I'm spiritual, but I'm not practicing any faith. Again, we know that, you know, yes, we can be spiritual because we, God made us to be spiritual, but do we know whom we honor? And where do we receive the grace? We receive the grace from, from his church, the mystical body, the place where scripture is, where the Bible is, where the word of God is, where instructions are, and where the grace flows. And, then, and today, as we look at that first reading from, from uh, uh, prophet Ezekiel, what we have is he sees, he's at this vision of the temple of Jerusalem being a source of this living waters. There is a fountain underneath the temple. We know that temple because, and you know, as Jesus, as you remember this, the pool of Siloam and the temple, but he sees in this vision as this water coming from the temple, from the very foundation of the temple, which is God himself, this water flowing out of the temple into the city of Jerusalem, then flowing down the valley. The, the, the valley, which was known as the valley of, of darkness, flows into it, goes into Arabia, the desert. And, and wherever this water from the temple flows, there's life, beaming with life, fish and all kinds of trees, uh, fruit-producing trees for us, producing continuous fruit, 12, 12 months out of year, each fresh fruit. And this is, you know, in the image and, and, and of, of Ezekiel in that vision, he sees what happens when the grace of God flows into the human world, into human society, into all of us. And what does it do? It refreshes, renews us, which is that's the grace of God. And we know it's not only from the temple of the original revelation, but also from Jerusalem, from the temple of Christ himself. Because today Jesus speaks of himself as the temple, as the temple, he's the temple. He is the one. No, destroy this temple in three days, three days I will rebuild. What the Lord to the gospel today shows us not only that zeal for the Lord's house is so evident and he wants to cleanse it from things which are not of him, where only God is to be worshiped and honored. And we know that that's what he did. He cleansed the temple. But there's even more. When, when, when the people were there, they said, well, he must be some prophet because they accepted him because prophets used to do some unusual things. And so he says, well, what, what testimony, what witness do you give that you're speaking on behalf of God? 
And he says, and he says, destroy this temple and I'll rebuild it in three days because God will raise it. And so this temple in Jerusalem, which was to honor the Lord, the Lord came into the temple and he was not honored. The Lord came to the temple and he was not honored. The Lord comes to us and we're not honoring him. Because, you know, we get preoccupied. We get preoccupied with things and we forget sometimes to weaknesses and sinfulness, predispositions. We, we forget. That's why, that's why the, 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 you know, the, today's, today's second reading from St. Paul's letter to the, to the Corinthians, he says, be careful. Be careful how you live. Be careful. Be careful what you do. Because do, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And if anyone destroys this temple, then, then there's no, the consequences is we will destroy ourselves because it's not possible for us. So the invitation today is to realize what God is giving to us, realize. It's, 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 yes, we may grasp it for a moment and we have to do our things again and then we kind of forget. But the fact is this, the Lord has given himself to us. He has come to us as our savior, our redeemer, our beloved. He's the one who, is, who's, who has redeemed us, he has saved us, transformed us into the likeness of himself. And so this is the invitation is to realize that not only do we honor this, the Lara and Basilica with all the symbolic value, all the importance it has, what it is, it's a source of everything that we have because it's Christ himself but also the Lord is inviting us to a deeper reflection on how we are to live so that we don't harm ourselves, that we don't diminish the beautiful gift, the beautiful gift that God is giving to us, and that is himself, who wants to cleanse us, heal us, strengthen us, because all of us have been afflicted with, with all kinds of stuff, you know, by our own doing, other people doing, you know, the evils around us. We're all, in a sense, way, always, always being soiled by, by the reality in a moral dimension of our life. But yet God is the one who wants to make us beautiful because I have chosen you. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you to make you my precious the son and daughter, to make you my, my child, this is, and we are God's children now, as St. John would say. And he wants us to be that way. May we then realize that this temple, whereby we honor everything that has to do with the church, from the physical dimension to the spiritual dimension, to our participation, to the role of, of Holy Father, to the role of, of, the, um, of the, you know, the hierarchy, all that, which is part and parcel of it, that we may appreciate more and more, that we kind of move beyond just, I am spiritual, but that we accept the gifts that God gives to us, because it's not something, you know, just, you know, type of a unknown, it is known. These are the gifts that God gives us. And so finally today, as we not only hear his word, but that, as we welcome the one who comes to us in the Eucharist, that we may really welcome him and throughout the day, be mindful of that fact that he came, that he is with us 
and that he radiates his love and mercy into our hearts, healing, strengthening, reminding, transforming. Because then if we do welcome him in that way, the fruitfulness of his presence will be so great that it will affect us and we'll, we will know that our life has changed, our life has become enriched, and that life and Christ's presence in us will, will lead us to the eternal life, lead us to paradise. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.